Lindsay Berra, and welcome to Food of the Gods, a podcast that explores how elite athletes eat and train to fuel performance. This is part two of our conversation with free agent NFL fullback Michael Burton. The New Jersey native and former Rutgers Scarlet Knight has played with five teams in his seven-year NFL career. Most recently, he helped the Kansas City Chiefs to a 12-5 record in the AFC Championship game. The six-foot Burton graduated high school at 195 pounds, but through a meticulous devotion to his nutrition and training, has gained and maintained nearly 50 pounds of lean muscle to play in the NFL without sacrificing speed or mobility. Now at 243 pounds, he's both strong and quick and is able to run with power, catch passes, and do all the blocking his position requires. Burton also turned 30 this offseason, and he's learning to prioritize warm-ups and recoveries to maximize his performance. Do you have favorite exercises that you've always done and will always do even like after you retire? Yeah, I think I'll continue to train lower body. That's probably my favorite thing to train. And probably with that is just like speed, like all my dynamic stuff. I like to train like an athlete. I like to jump plyometrics, feel bouncy, springy, those types of things. Like I would probably continue to keep training like that because I think I'll feel better. And that's helped me stay healthy throughout my career is by training like that and training hard. So while some guy, and now don't get me wrong, I'm sure I'll take however much time I need after you know my career is over. But when I get back into it, I think training hard is going to keep me healthy and running and, and staying in shape and not letting myself go, staying on top of nutrition, all those types of things. I mean, I'll probably stay in consistent while I'm in now, like how I'm doing things now, just because I feel healthy and I feel good right now. So I'll, I'll try to do everything, but will I be getting after it? Like trying to PR and all that kind of stuff? Probably not, but I'd like to think I'd still, uh, still be in after it. So it'll be interesting to see how you feel doing those exercises. If you kind of taper down to what your natural weight should. Be. Yes, that's true too. Yeah, that is true. I think I'm going to lose. I'm going to get down to that natural weight. Cause there are some competitive things I want to do. Like I might just want to train for a marathon one time, oh, wow. you know, okay. and maybe the lifting is not as important for that phase. Maybe I want to be like an Ironman or something like that. I also want to get good at golf. So I'll direct some of my stuff to golf maybe. Um, so there's some things I'll, I'll, I'll dive into, but you know, I still think keeping that general like idea of just eating healthy and, and lifting and movement and making sure I'm just doing something every day. I don't think that's going to change. I think maybe we'll change is kind of where I'm at. Like, am I doing the marathon now? Or if I just want to work on strength, I guess it depends what phase I'm in. We had Gary player on the podcast a while back. He's 86 and he's still considers shooting even par a bad day. He's in the gym every morning and yep. at 86, he can do back flips and front flips off the diving board. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, yeah. that is incredible, right? <laughs> that, that is, that's incredible. And that's, man, that is awesome. What an inspiration there. So that's why there's people like that, that just, you have to keep going because you're going to fall way behind. I mean, there's 86 year olds doing backflips. So I'm 30 and I can't do a backflip. So no. yeah. Yeah. Another question I ask everybody yeah. is what are the exercises that you love to hate to the ones that you can't stand doing, but you do them because you know, they're good for you. Hmm. So I wasn't a fan of conditioning. I'm just not a super big fan of, but I just know that it's important. Like, like you said, I'm a shorter guy shorter stride. So 
I'm more of a, an acceleration guy, you know, 10, 20, 30 yards, but the long distance stuff, like the three hundreds, the one tens we got to run and those types of things. So there was one thing that part of my regimen that I didn't love to do would probably be the conditioning aspect of it too. Because again, we talked about someone who has to maintain weight, not that I struggle to keep it on, but you know, that obviously doing all that heavy running and that heavy conditioning isn't always the best you know, for someone who's trying to maintain the weight, obviously you're burning a lot of calories. So I just have to make sure that I'm staying on top of that, especially June and July where I'm doing a lot of conditioning just to make sure I'm ready and prepped for training camp. I got to lock in a little bit more on my diet and just make sure I'm eating, consuming those calories. So I would say probably the long distance conditioning. When I be my long distance, I don't mean we're not, I'm not out there jogging or running miles. I'm talking you know, three hundreds around the field, one tens is probably the longest. For, that's <laughs> a lot of that's, that's like I'm going to go for a whole minute. Here yeah, we exactly. go. <laughs> that's long conditioning for somebody like me. You know, so I'd probably have to say that. Yeah. Good luck with that that marathon when you retire. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to be about forty pounds lighter, and I'm going to take like a year to train for that. So yeah. So we mentioned you turned thirty, which is by no stretch old. But yeah. what are the things that you've had to change? in your eating and your training that are notable as you've got, you know, gone from 20 to 30 in the NFL? Yeah. So 20 to 30, the two biggest things is I would say warm up and post workout recovery. Those are the two. I mean, I used to in college early in my career and that's what I can't now, but I did see the difference. I used to be able to just go, I could work out two, three times a day in college. I could do speed work with a coach even in high school, I was doing those things. I was working out besides just with my team. I was doing things on my own. I had a personal trainer and stuff like that. So I think I could just go. And now I'm finally realizing that, you know, realizing like I need to just make sure I'm following that regimen of recovery post-workout so I don't put myself prone to injury and soft tissue stuff and, and all those types of things. So make sure I put an emphasis on that as well as the warm up. <laughs> like there's no more just kind of walking in there, a few jumping jacks, you know, touch your toes a few times and then, and then hit it. Right. I got to do, I like to roll out. I like to stretch. I like to do some motor skill stuff. Then I like do some dynamic stuff. So I got a really good sweat going. My body's loose. I'm feeling good. And then go from there. And another thing too, is just be more in tune with my body. Like, yeah, this doesn't feel right today. Younger self, maybe is pushing through that. And not that I wouldn't push through it now, but it's just being more alert. Like, Hey, this is off. Maybe it's because something I did. How can I fix it? Just being smarter. You know, that old saying like work harder, not smarter or work smarter, not harder. But, you know, I just think just being more in tune with your body and just understand the importance of warm up and recovery is something that has really changed for me probably the last 10, you know, 10 years, 20 to 30. At 30 now, how long do you spend warming up before you start your real main workout set? I would say it depends on the day. A lower body speed day is a lot longer because I have dynamic part in there, all my skips and things like that to get prepped for my speed training. So that, that could be a 30, 40 minute warm up. Then my upper body day is a little bit lighter, probably half. So, you know, 20, 25 minutes, but again, it, it just depends what the workout is that day. But I would say for a general, it's probably, I would say 30 to 40 minutes of warm up, which is just interesting for perspective for people who listen, because a lot of people, 30 to 40 minutes is their entire workout. And you're yeah. talking about 30 to 40 minutes is your warm up for your yeah. workout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've mentioned the recovery piece a bunch too. You mentioned the Norma tech, you mentioned um, massage and dry needling. What are the recovery tools that have come about in, in recent years that you're like, man, this is the greatest thing ever. And I wish I had this my whole life. Yeah. 
I've been getting body work pretty frequently since college. That's something they introduced to us at Rutgers. So massage is something I get a couple times a week, especially during the season. But in the off season, when I start really ramping it up, that's at least once a week. The dry needling, the acupuncture, same. Uh, that's something I try to add. Like I kind of consider that my body work. So that again, that's going to be once a week uh, for sure. Um, unless I have like an issue or something I need worked out, then then I'll ramp that up. But those two things are going to be at least once a week in my off season training program. The Normatex for sure. I got those. I've been using them the past couple years, early on in my career, probably the f- second or third year of my career. But I personally got my own probably two or three years ago. So I go in those all during the season. I'm in them every night during the off season program. I'm in them quite a few times a week. Uh, for the sure. leg that's ones? Some, yeah, the leg ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I stay consistent with. Love that compression for sure. Just promoting that blood flow. I feel much better after using those. Crowd therapy, we usually have them at the um, facilities. I like to get in those as well. The salt tanks that we have, the infrared light beds, we've had those at facilities. So if, they have, if I have access to those things, I will definitely do those at the facility for sure. I have have gone and done cry on my own for sure because I, I like that as well. But it, cryo, you mean the cryo, the, the crowd um, tank, the crowd tank. tank, yeah, not yeah, a the, cold tub. no, I do both. I like the crowd tank, but for cold tub, I can just put that. I'll just buy bags of ice and make a cold tub at my house. So I'll just do that myself, um, as well as hot tubs, salt, Epsom salt baths, those type of things. So you're kind of really, doing it all. I try anything and everything to help <laughs> with my recovery, but well, I've done all of those things, but what I'm consistently most with Normatex massage, dry needling, and cold tubs for sure in the crowd when I'm in season. But when I'm here at my house, I'll just make my own cold tub. So still a big believer in those. I loved the dry needling and then it became oh, illegal scary. in the state of New Jersey. I know. I know. It's terrible. Yeah, I know. So I'm down in Maryland. So I'm going to have to drive to Maryland for, <laughs> I had a friend who was like doing it behind closed doors at the PT clinic and then got yeah, in trouble yeah. and had to stop. Yeah. And I was like, no, because they no. were, they went to battle with uh, the acupuncturist, right? And they, they ended up, and the acupuncturist won, right? And that's yep. what happened. Yeah. I For now. Although it's really yeah. not the same because acupuncturists don't do dry. I'm probably going to get a lot of angry notes from acupuncturists now. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, the dry needling is, I really like it as well. Yeah. I love um, that. Yeah. How long after a football oh, game? Cupping too. Sorry. Oh, cupping is great. Cupping. Cupping. I do add cupping in my, I have my own cupping set. So I'm able to do it myself if I can't get my PT or somebody else to do it. But that is another thing that I like to do as well. That's yeah. I, my chiropractor does do that. That's like oh, a yeah. little bit of a good replacement for the dry needling, but yeah, not, yeah. not all the not, way there. No, no, not the same. No, <laughs> yeah. no. I was going to ask when you play a football game on a Sunday and you're getting beat up for an hour, how long does it take for you to start feeling like you're ready to go again? So I, my in-season routine. So after we play, I will actually do a leg workout Monday morning. So let's just say we play Sunday. I do it the day after the game. Um, I do my leg workout. I actually, I feel better moving around. I, there's some guys who take the full day off. I like to get that movement going. You're trying to get some of that lactic acid that was built up uh, after a game, especially if we had like a long flight or something like that. So I like to move around and then I get a massage after that. And then I just kind of relax the rest of the day, go to bed early that night and just try to get as much sleep as possible, um, especially if it was a night game that next day. And then Tuesday, if I did, let's say I had a lower body massage on Monday, I'll do upper body on Tuesday and Tuesday would be my upper body lift. And then we've our first practice is Wednesday. So I would say I feel ready to roll Wednesday for sure. And that you have to be, cause that's when we're starting the new game plan. That's when we're practicing and, and, and getting prepped for the new week. So it's just a matter of what you do on Mondays and Tuesdays. You know, guys have different opinions. Some like to kind of relax. We have an off day in there. Some guys like to take completely off. I like to come in, 
do contrast, hot, cold tub, hit the cryo, you know, and get a lift going and just kind of get my body moving. And I typically feel pretty good for Wednesday. So you've been with five teams, right? In yes, the NFL yes, saints yes. twice. Uh-huh. So, so six different stints, but five teams Yeah. looking ahead to 2022 season. What are your football goals? Yeah. Well, my football goal is obviously to, to be on a 53 man roster. That, that's first and foremost, you know, and my agents will be talking with teams, you know, next week at the combine would love to be back in KC, you know, had a, mm-hmm. had a great, great season with them. Love the culture, love the guys, love what they're about. Great team, great coaches. Um, but I understand it's a business at the same time, you know, so it's just something you kind of got to see what happens and, uh, and go from there. So what about you, you personally, as a, say you're on a 53 man roster and you're, mm. you're playing, what do you want to be better at? What do you want to do differently going forward for the next little bit? Yeah. I just want to keep improving. I know that sounds a little cliche, but that that's really the truth. I just want to be a great teammate. I want to be a guy who people can count on, coaches can count on, players can count on, teammates like to be around, good leader, and just improving each and every day, right? So have great practices, have great games. You know, I'm a big believer in taking care of the small things that are going to lead to the big things, right? So I just focus on one rep at a time, one practice at a time. Those are going to lead to good games. Those good games are going to lead to having good months. And then those good months are going to lead to having good years. And that's how you play eight, 10, nine, 11 years in the NFL. So just try to take it a day at a time and find a way to get better each and every day, both offensively and special teams. And what we've talked about this whole podcast, the lifting, Mm -hmm. the nutrition, the sleep, I think those all contribute to those. So just being obsessed with the process, right? You know, winning and losing, that's a byproduct of playing any game, right? But I can't really control that. What I can control though, is the process on being the best. And that's what I become obsessed with because that's what I can control. So just controlling what you can control and putting all your focus and energy on that, I think is, uh, is really major. Well, I think that that is an excellent philosophy because the process leads to the end eventually. Yeah, exactly (laughs) right. Exactly right. Thank you so much for yes. coming on to chat today. I really appreciate it. This is yeah. I'm still amazed that you went from 195 to 245 and are, yeah, are yeah. still around to tell the tale. That's <laughs> yeah. incredible to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just, I, you know, all the best with 2022, and I yes. and I uh, hope you land somewhere and and kick butt. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much to Michael for joining us on Food of the Gods. Be sure to follow him on both Instagram and Twitter at, at @MikeBurtonFB as he prepares for the 2022 NFL season. Until next time, for more information on Food of the Gods or to download other episodes, visit us at foodofthegodspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at, at @foodofthegodspod or email us at foodofthegodspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Food of the Gods is a Digitant Podcast production.